If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. Uh, all, as always, we're armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, the, the truth is that there is, again, so much that happened this week in America. But uh, my favorite stories, I got to tell you, my absolute favorite stories are the ones uh, that involve the movement of the illegals. They are illegal uh, to uh, Martha's Vineyard and the Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C. This week, a couple of buses arrived at the Naval Observatory right near Kamala Harris's house. And the liberals are freaking out. They are absolutely freaking out. It is inhumane. It is unfair. It is using humans as pawns. And they go on and on. The outrage on the part of the liberals, it is hysterical. In the end, Joe Biden is allowing illegals to surge the United States borders. The estimates are 2 million people. All right. Everyone is happy as long as they surge the southern border, as long as they overrun those small towns uh, in Texas and at the southern border. And, you know, let's say uh, Arizona and California. I mean, it's fine. Let them deal with it down there. But send 50 people to Martha's Vineyard, which is what Governor Ron DeSantis did. He flew them in from Florida to Martha's Vineyard. It was outrage, outrage. And yet they still say that the border is secured. Take a listen to Kamala Harris and Karine Jean-Pierre, both of them, those truth tellers, telling us how secure our border is. You're confident this border is secure. We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. I'm just going to refer back to the vice president. We agree with her. She is saying that there's a lot of work to do, right? She also said that in that very statement. We agree that uh, the border is secure, but there is still more work to be done. So the border is secure, but there's still more work to be done. Really? Two million people are coming through. We've got drug trafficking, gun trafficking, human trafficking, sex trafficking going on at the border, and they're lying and telling us the border is secure. Folks, the border is not secure. And the only way to get them to understand is by sending a couple of people to Martha's Vineyard and a couple of people uh, to the Naval 
Temple Observatory and they freak out. That is political shenanigans. The fact that towns are overrun, budgets are overspent in other parts of the southern part of this nation doesn't matter to them. And we saw it with Eric Adams demanding that they get more money. We saw it with Muriel Bowser in D.C. demanding that the National Guard assist them. It is nonstop whining by the liberals. Wait, you're the ones who said you wanted a sanctuary city. You're the ones who said let them all in. Will you deal with it? Folks, here's my question. How many is enough? How much can we spend? How can we allow people to come into this country unvetted? We have no idea who they are. And I'm telling you as sure as I'm talking to you right now, you got 2 million people right in the middle of them are criminals. Any 2 million people anywhere, whether they're MS-13 gang members or whether they're, whether they're a, 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 a thief, a, a batterer, a, a drunk who likes to drive drunk, someone who likes to steal, someone who carjacks. I mean, give me a break. We, we're gonna, you're gonna hear from a, a sheriff today who's gonna talk about two illegals who were arrested with 150,000 pills with fentanyl and they were let out on bail. They were illegals. They had no address. They had no connection to the community, uh, although the address, I must tell you, was a fake address in another state, and we let them go. This, this Biden administration is not looking out for you. They don't care about you. They don't care about what is going on in this country. We cannot afford this. It costs us, low estimate, $20 billion a year for the illegals that are coming into this country. And they have the gall, the unmitigated gall, to tell us that the border is secure. If the border is secure, how the hell are 2 million people coming through? If the border is secure, how is all this fentanyl coming through? How are, our, how are young people in this country actually being murdered? by the increase in fentanyl and the teen deaths and the school deaths of 15-year-old in high school who was found dead in a stall in the high school after she took a pill that she didn't know was laced with fentanyl. This is a problem, folks. This is America today. We cannot afford an administration that is so arrogant that they don't think that our problems are their problems. And that's the point. They're above it. And how dare you send these people to our cities? You are a racist, according to Chicago's mayor, Lori Lightfoot. And I'll tell you something else. This is redistricting. When you send in this many people to an area, you are literally doing what the courts have not been able to do or what the courts have been in the business of doing, and that is redistricting. It's all wrong, folks. It's all wrong, and it's not the way it's supposed to work. So we're going to get to uh, those topics and break them all down for you here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Plus, as I said later in the show, I will be speaking with Tulare County, California Sheriff Mike Boudreau and retired DEA special agent in charge, Derek Maltz, about what's going on with fentanyl that's being fueled by our open borders. And can it affect you and someone you love? 
Damn right it might. Never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is the County Sheriff of Tulare County in California. Please join me in welcoming Sheriff Mike Boudreau to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now, the, the Sheriff is joining us today because I wanted my listeners to hear a little bit more as we dig deeper into the issue of fentanyl, which is, you know, obviously something that we all hear about, uh, but we're kind of like, eh, you know, it's happening to some other people. But the Sheriff is here to tell us that uh, it's even in the... The middle schools. But, Sheriff, thanks so much for joining us. I know that uh, it's been your mission for many years to uh, to fight crime and improve the quality of life for so many people in your county. But you say fentanyl now is an urgent public health crisis. Why is that? It's an urgent health crisis because we have so many thousands of Californians as well as Americans dying each and every day. Just this last year in 2021 in California, we had over 10,000 Californians die of drug overdoses. And shockingly, 64% of those deaths were due to fentanyl overdose. That's nearly a 29% increase. With our open border and the amount of fentanyl that's coming into our country, specifically California and my county, um, it's become an epidemic. It's truly an urgent public health crisis. But, you know, uh, Sheriff Mike Boudreaux, we don't hear the administration talking about fentanyl. And I remember saying, you know, uh, many times on Fox that, you know, I've never heard the words fentanyl come off the president's lips, except I think last week he said, we're going to double the punishment uh, and this, uh, for fentanyl uh, sale and, and possession. And I said to myself, well, gee, I guess he doesn't understand it. And Sheriff Boudreaux, maybe you can explain it, uh, how doubling the penalty doesn't matter if we never get the, the defendants into the criminal justice system. Talk about what happened in your county with two defendants with, I think it was, what was it, 150,000 pills? Yeah, we had over 150,000 fentanyl pills that were uh, seized from two suspects. We had uh, two kilos of cocaine that were also found in the same vehicle seizure. And we had these two men, based on the California soft-on-crime approach, and I feel like the nation has taken that approach under the current administration, is that these two gentlemen, because under a risk assessment through uh, our probation department, which is up and down the state of California this way, is that these gentlemen uh, were seen as low risk, that they uh, would likely return to court. Uh, it wasn't a violent nature, and they were released. Those two men have never been seen again. Well, okay. Let's peel that one back, Sheriff Boudreaux. Okay. Num- number one, this risk assessment team, uh, do they have any idea whether or not an individual is actually tied to the community, which is one of the issues that uh, bail is supposed to be determined by? And when they say that these two guys who were involved with possession of fentanyl pills and cocaine 
uh, whether or not uh, they're low risk and likely to return. Do they, are they part of the community? Are they illegals? Do they have a job? How do they say they're low risk when they were they were let out and we've never seen them again? And every one of your points are well made. None of that existed. They were not from here. They were undocumented. Uh, they were not from this country. They had addresses uh, two states away. Those were learned to be fake addresses. They didn't live here. There's absolutely no sense that was surrounding it. So all of your points were well made. None of those were touched on. And it's truly based on this risk assessment that California has been using for uh, a couple years now. It, it doesn't work, and it's making it more dangerous. Well, you know what, Sheriff? I got to tell you. I mean, I I, I haven't been in in law enforcement for uh, you know over ten years now, but I mean, the morale has to be terrible. You go in there, you make an arrest. People are dying from fentanyl, and the judges are releasing these dirt bags, and I'll call them dirt bags because that's what they are. And for anyone who's listening, this is a this is an artery of drug dealers that have already been set up by the drug traffickers that are coming through the southern border. So I'm not even talking about the fentanyl yet and the cocaine, the heroin, whatever. I'm talking about the fact that these people are placed all over America in arteries where they're sent certain drugs and they are selling them. I mean, are you seeing that or am I talking crazy? You're not talking crazy and you're exactly spot on. Our open borders. So California, we have... Uh, a couple different major highways that go from the border in San Diego all the way up to Northern California, into Oregon, into Washington. We consider those drug corridors. And our open borders are allowing untold amounts of fentanyl, heroin, cocaine, um, uh, guns, gun running, drugs, uh, human trafficking, to say the least, sex trafficking, all coming across that open border. We are feeling it with the millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people coming into our communities that for one, we're not we're not able to financially or economically support. And most of these are coming into California to be distributed through the rest of the United States, as you know. Right, right. Now let's talk about the middle school teacher who needed Narcan. And tell for those of the listeners who may not know what Narcan is, tell them what it is. Well, it's one of those that uh, offsets the the uh, drug that uh, is introduced into the human body. It helps uh, balance the system and and save your life. Right. Um, and so it's it's you can put it into your nose and inhale it, um, and that helps balance the uh, the system so that your heart doesn't stop and you're able to survive that drug overdose. And those Sheriff. are carried, most officers carry that drug upon them on duty. Exactly. And that's that's what I was going to ask you, Sheriff Mike Boudreau, uh from California, Tulare uh, County. Um, it took us a while to get Narcan to be in the in the hands of, of uh, officers, sheriffs, law enforcement. Uh, but who would have thought that a middle school teacher might have died from fentanyl, but for the Narcan? Explain how these pills got into the middle school. Well, we, we have, uh, and if your listeners don't know, many of our youth are being impacted by this fentanyl. Matter of fact, they're disguising the fentanyl in candy form with different colors to uh, entice children. Um, we have 7th and 8th graders. My son is 13 years old. He's in the 8th grade. 
uh, this middle school, not where my son attended, a different school outside of my county. But what happened was we had a middle schooler that was 13 years old bringing in uh, the fentanyl into the school to be distributed and sold amongst their friends. Um, one of the school administrators, uh, one of the teachers, discovered uh, this fentanyl. Uh, it was in a, uh, a plastic-style medicine bottle, and he popped the cap open to take a look. Uh, when he did, he inhaled some of what was coming out of that small container. Amazing. And he was Amazing. impacted by that fentanyl overdose. Okay, so the, the the point that Sheriff Mike Boudreau is making is so clear. You can simply look at a pill. You don't even have to take the pill. The fentanyl is so strong. I mean, and that that it it can kill you. The inhalation of that. It can. Well, look, fentanyl. It's a synthetic synthetic opioid, so it's fifty times stronger than heroin, one hundred times stronger than morphine. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Sheriff. Unbelievable what is happening. And yet, you know, when Joe Biden comes out and, and or Kamala Harris or Mayorkas and they say the border is secure or the new one there, Karine Jean-Pierre, I mean, these people are lying. They are. I mean, I don't even want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, they're stupid. They're just lying. There's right now. Two million people crossing the border and they're saying the border's secure. And now when when you've got governors from Florida and Texas sending the uh, illegals to Martha's Vineyard and the Naval Observatory where Kamala Harris lives, that's inhumane. Well, what about the people in Texas, California, Florida, the southern border who are now in a situation where towns are being overrun and, and, and the arteries for drug trafficking, human trafficking are now set up and are in place? I, I mean, your take, Sheriff. No, you're exactly right. You know, California, it's a border state as well. We get forgotten oftentimes because of the politics of California, but the reality of it is we have thousands of people pouring across our border into hundreds of communities throughout California that we're not able to economically sustain. I saw the news where there was 50 uh, people bust uh, in Kamala Harris' uh, front yard. Well, that's 50 people. We have mm-hmm. thousands of people coming in. Texas has thousands of people coming in. Um, we can't sustain this. And when they say that the border is secure, Judge, you're exactly right. It's a flat-out lie. There's no truth to that. Law enforcement feels that the Border Patrol agents who are friends of mine, they feel it. Drug enforcement agents, they feel it. We all know that when we see that on the news or however it's distributed, uh, we know it's a lie because we deal with it on a daily basis trying to provide public safety. And the fact is the border is open. We have human trafficking, sex trafficking, drugs, and guns. Guns all coming across guns. the border. You know, it's amazing. You, you've got an administration, Sheriff Mike Boudreau, from uh, uh, Tulare County in California. You've got an administration that is so anti-gun, and yet there's an open border with gun traffickers who are bringing these guns along with drugs. And I can tell you, having done this for 30 years, you don't have drug sales without guns. It just doesn't happen. It's like, uh, you know, a horse and carriage. They they need each other. Guns and drugs. 
drugs need each other. And yet they don't stop the, the gun trafficking at the border. But you got, you have a legal gun and they want to tell you how many bullets you can have in your clip or your magazine, how long your gun can be, how many bullets can go in a certain amount of time. And yet they do it. They allow it to come in. They want to mask us up. And yet the illegals come in and they don't even test them. I mean, we've got kids in schools that are still being masked up. There's a university who's got them masked up in classes. Sheriff Mike Boudreaux from uh, Tulare County in California fighting the fentanyl fight. I want to thank you for everything you do. Uh, and thank you for joining us on this uh, on this very important issue. Uh, stay safe. God bless and take care. Thanks for being with us. And born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been honoring America's heroes ever since. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's C, the number 2, T.org. Up next, here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, we'll be speaking with national security and public safety expert Derek Maltz. We're going to get his take on what the sheriff just talked about coming right up on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is the former special agent in charge of the United States Department of Justice Special Ops Division. Uh, for almost 10 years, please join me in welcoming Derek Maltz to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Uh, Derek, uh, obviously, uh, we've, we've spoken about this a couple of times, but we just had Sheriff Mike Boudreaux from Tulare County in California who talked about a middle school teacher who, uh, who opened a bottle of pills that a 13 year old had and, uh, the oxycodone laced with fentanyl, uh, it, he was started to be poisoned and the cops pulled out some Narcan and, and, uh, you know, nullified it and obviously saved him. But it seems that everything that you've been talking about, Derek Maltz, is now in place. They've got the they've got the drugs here. They've got the arteries. They've got the individuals already in place to sell the drugs. And the judges are now releasing them. No bail. And I, I said to the sheriff, I said, Sheriff, wait a minute. They the the California risk assessment said that these two guys were a low risk. Meanwhile, they were they had no residence or the residence was at a fake address in another state. Uh, they were illegals. They didn't have any jobs. None of the things that connect them to the United States. And the judge lets them out. And by the way, they're in the drug business. Can you explain to my listeners how drugs don't happen without guns? So thank you for having me back, Judge. I mean, we have a perfect storm in America right now with this national security crisis. Uh, Just speaking of California, I was in California this week, and it was that 15-year-old girl that died in the bathroom in the Bernstein High School in Hollywood. 
and oh, no. there were several several overdoses, but the the fifteen year old girl is dead because of the poisonous uh, fentanyl pills. This particular one was supposedly Percocet. But but speaking of California, speaking of California, they have a twenty two percent increase in fentanyl related deaths in the last five years. Yep. San Diego alone, it's twenty three hundred percent increase in deaths because of fentanyl. You know what's amazing? You just said something, and I, I'm so shocked. She died at the high school? Oh, yeah, in the bathroom. There was a bunch of them that overdosed or were poisoned. The father was calling. I don't know all the details, but they found it in the high school in the bathroom dead. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Derek. Oh, my God. Well, pe- Go ahead. Over the country. This isn't just California. It just happened this week. We have one-year-olds that are dying in houses because... Grandma comes over or the babysitter comes over and brings fentanyl and the kid gets into the fentanyl and dies. So it's not just uh, California. It's around the country. Look at the seizures that are being made. Yeah, well, they they seized 150,000 pills laced with fentanyl. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, Derek, I don't understand it why Kamala Harris and Mayorkas and Biden and this 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 Karine Jean-Pierre, I got to tell you, she's the most ridiculous of all of them. And, and she says, oh, the border is secure. We are doing everything in our power. The border is secure. Two million people are coming through. The drug artery, the gun arteries are set up, human trafficking, sex trafficking. Our kids are dying, and they're not doing anything about it. Right, Judge, let let me go back to your first question. You asked the question about guns and gangs and drugs. Exactly. So in New New Mexico, this September, historic seizure because the FBI, working with many other agencies, the DEA and others, they were targeting prison gangs, working with street gangs, connected with the Mexican cartels. They seized a million pills, fake pills, they seized $4 million in cash, 37 guns, 142 pounds of methamphetamine, historic seizure. In the month of August, they seized a million pills at Nogales, the Border Patrol, the CBP. They seized another tractor trailer in August with 1.6 million pills. So the country's being flooded. It's coming from the chemical labs in Mexico, and we need to go destroy those labs in an operation warp speed like we had for COVID, but the administration is not paying attention. Listen, my AUKUS says the board is under control. The attorney general is going after domestic terrorist parents who care about their kids' education, but the cartels are operating with impunity. Well, it it is insanity. And the other piece of this is the the gun running. And uh, we talked to Sheriff Boudreaux about the fact that, you know, every day they want to cut back on guns. The the legal gun owners, we're going to control their guns. We're going to control their possession of the guns. We're going to limit the number of the ammunition, the number of bullets in your clip or your magazine. And we're going to limit this and limit that. But there's an open border with guns coming in and no one is no one is no one is no one is stopping them. And once the arteries are set up, you've got these guns are part of the drug trafficking. I know you do not traffic drugs without guns. They go hand in hand. And also the human smuggling, the sex trafficking. It's all transnational criminal activities controlled by the cartels at the border. It's really pretty simple, Judge. You don't have to be a border expert to understand that the cartels are taking complete advantage of no security at the border. 
and they're blitzing the country with, with everything like you're talking about. But the pills and the poisonous fentanyl is what my immediate concern is because we've never had this level of death and destruction of our families in the history of the country. That's a Let fact. Me- I know that. Is there any way? Is any? Is there anyone keeping numbers of the the number of young kids who were dying from fentanyl exposure? I mean, well, can yeah. I go? Well, plenty of statistics, Judge. But like you saw, the CDC, the director, she fell on the sword and said they're doing a terrible job and they're not doing a great job at proactively dealing with statistics and stuff like that. What I will tell you is there was a report out of Axios in Georgia this week. They saw 800% increase in Georgia with teen deaths. I believe wow. it was 15 to 19 years old in the state of Georgia over from 19 to 21, 2019 to 2021. But okay. the statistics, I wish I could give you, I, you know, listen, Judge, we're in, we're in the year 2022. We have, with the United States of America, you would think that our CDC would be keeping accurate statistics of everything that we need so the public can be educated on what's going on. But unfortunately, I can't tell you that they're doing that. Well, and that's what my concern is. Yep. Go ahead. Families Against Fentanyl wrote a letter to the CDC director about the lack of timely and accurate reporting on fentanyl deaths. I know you're aware of the weapon of mass destruction nation that Congress, with several members of Congress and attorney generals around America that are trying to get Biden administration to designate fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction because that's what it is. Right. Right. A weapon of mass destruction. It can take out communities. See, this is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the American public thinking that, you know, if you take a pill, you know, you run the risk of being poisoned. Okay, they may not realize that it's China through Mexico and it's this undeclared war and it's it's through the Mexican cartels and it's a billion dollar industry and we're allowing it to victimize this country. All right. But I, I I'm not sure that people understand that it is something that just the whiff of it can take out a community. I don't know that they understand this. They don't understand it because the government's not doing their fundamental duty of educating and protecting the public. And so that's why the families around America, as you know, I work with families, thousands of families. They're actually setting up nonprofits. They're putting up billboards. They're doing school. I was on a school education thing last night in Colorado because the public needs the knowledge of this information and no one's telling them. Judge, one thing I want to tell you, because this is another thing that's underreported. The Chinese transnational criminals are doing all the money laundering for the cartels. So when we see reports about Chinese businesses buying up real estate and property in America, paying with cash, that's because the Chinese students that are here on visas are picking up all the millions of dollars from the drug traffickers and giving it to the businessmen. Explain that to me. Explain that. What do you mean? Real simple. Real simple. The Mexican cartels are working very closely with the Chinese, not only to get the chemicals to make fentanyl, but they have the money brokers sitting in Mexico City. So when they need money moved, they they do the contract, and they have a kid who's already in America on a visa pick up the money from the cartels and deliver it to the Chinese businessman, let's say in Las Vegas. Oh, I see. Okay. He transfers the money on his banking apps in China. And he moves the money, they buy goods, and they sell goods in Mexico, and they triple the money. Everybody makes money, and the drug traffic gets paid. 
Unbelievable. Money laundering scheme, Judge. Wow. Wow. And you know what? They the use, sad... Go ahead. They use advanced encryption. They use Chinese backing, banking apps. They use their own accounts in China, so there's not a lot of cash going into U.S. banks. So you can't really track it like we used to be able to do with going after money laundering in America. That's right. That is that. You know what? They you know, they're I don't know if they're smarter than we are, but they're get we're allowing them to get away with it. And that's a sad part. And I know that this past Saturday, families from around America who lost loved ones to deadly fentanyl uh, participated in a lost voices of fentanyl rally in Washington, D.C. I assume there's going to be more of these families from around America uh, who are going to start to speak up. And we need to listen to them, Derek. We really do. Uh, it's just a question of time because if you ask someone for an aspirin and it's laced with fentanyl, we're in big trouble. We're in really, really big trouble. And it's the young people. It's the young people. It's a whole generation that the Chinese are, 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 are killing along with the cartels, along with our educational system. You want to talk about the CDC again. Our kids are not at a level to compete with the kids from around the world. I mean, we're just turning into a third world country because of the fact that we are we're just too lazy to fight what we need to be fighting. Right. I mean, what we should be doing, Judge, almost immediately is the highest level government working group or executives should go down to the U.S. Embassy, get with the Mexicans and tell them that we have to save our kids from dying with or without them. If they do not join forces, we need to destroy those uh, production labs immediately because that's what's killing our kids. And it's coming right from south of the border. Oh, yes. You know what? If we had another president, he would have done that in a minute. Anyway, Derek Maltz, uh, I thank you for joining us today. I always love uh, the work that you're doing. I love your passion. I love the fact that uh, you're on a crusade. And and thank God for people like you. Uh, Derek Maltz, uh, we look forward to having you back. Stay in touch and uh, God bless. Stay safe. Thank you, Judge. All right. Take care. Bye. I am proudly supporting the Tunnel to Towers 5K Walk Run New York City again this year, which is on Sunday, September 25th, and we need your help. Help us remember those lost on 9-11 as we retrace FDNY firefighter Stephen Siller's final footsteps together. I'm going to be out there at the event and would really appreciate you donating to my team. It's really simple to support the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Janine Pirro team. Here's how you do it. Go to WABCRadio.com slash walk and click on my photo to donate to my team. I'm trying to beat my numbers from last year. That's WABCRadio.com slash walk. Thank you for your support as together we help America's heroes. One of the largest walks in New York City for a great cause. WABCRadio.com slash walk. It's the Judge Janine Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. 
Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Okay, now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. All right. You heard the facts, folks. You heard it. You heard it from a sheriff. You heard it from a former DEA uh, special ops uh, supervisor, uh, someone who is passionate, both of them passionate, both of them law and order, both of them sounding the alarm for what is happening in the United States today. Both of them, they don't even know each other, fearful of what is happening in America today because our government is not protecting us. You know, the first order of government is the protection of its people. And sometimes you can forgive a government if they don't know. Although we always thought that the government was so smart and brilliant and, you know, could foresee whatever danger was about to occur in America. But not only does this government see it, they don't care about it. And they demonize those people in government who are trying to make a point. They demonize them, they criticize them, they set up a, 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 a dichotomy. You're either with us or you're with them. And if you're with the others, then you are evil. You are a fascist. You are a semi-fascist, which means you don't have the balls to say you're a fascist. Okay, what is a semi-fascist? I don't know what that is. They're a fascist. But you know what? I got to tell you, Governor Ron DeSantis... Give him credit. He left the left (laughs) hysterical because he moved illegal aliens to a sanctuary community. That's what they are. Sanctuary communities welcome illegals. They protect them. They protect them from law enforcement. They protect them from arrest. They give them food and clothing and shelter and education, and they allow them to perpetrate crimes and not be accountable. You know, if I weren't so cynical, I'd say, hell, if you're going to let someone not be accountable for crimes, how about you have an American not be accountable for a crime? Why does the illegal who shouldn't be in the first place, get to get away with a crime. But the Americans can't? But that's not who I am. But who I am is someone who's going to call out hypocrisy. And when Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is accused of racism and exploiting innocent migrants, they call them migrants, not illegal immigrants, they're migrants, and that, that when he's accused of, of pulling a political stunt and even of being a Nazi, that's when I stand up and say, no. What he's doing is he is showing the left how their largesse that they want to impose on hardworking, ordinary Americans on the southern border is, should be shared by them. They are the hypocrites. Martha's Vineyard, uh, the Naval Observatory where Kamala Harris lives. You want the illegals here? 
Why don't you have them in your backyard too? There's nothing wrong with that. They're good people. You trust them. You're not vetting them. You're not asking who among you is is a pedophile, who among you is a rapist, who among you is a drug dealer, who among you is a batterer, a thief, a carjacker, a murderer, a gang member. You don't ask those questions and you allow two million of them in. So why don't you share in having those people in your backyard? And yet they want to call people like Ron DeSantis, the governor in Florida, and Greg Abbott, the governor in Texas. They want to call them racist. They're not racist. They called your bluff. They called your bluff, Team Biden, because you were destroying the southern border. There is a humanitarian economic crisis at that border. You have allowed 700, 800 people to die who are coming across the the river to this country, and you don't do anything about it. You only care about yourselves. And that is something that has been evident from the beginning of the COVID uh, pandemic. When it was the Democrats who wanted to lock everybody down, but let the illegals through without even testing them, without even uh, giving them a vaccine. Just send them through the arteries into the United States. You, the Democrats and the Biden administration, you were the ones who decided that these illegals should be allowed into this country without any vetting at all, whether it is criminal background, whether it is a medical background, whether they have COVID. You didn't care when it wasn't in your backyard. And now that it's in your backyard, the only thing you could do is call people racist who send them there. Don't you realize how ridiculous you sound? It's Biden who brought them into this country. It's not It's not the governor's. If anything, the governors are trying to lighten up on their own states and share the illegals that the administration wants to bring in. So you know what? We call their bluff. And hopefully in November, the country will make a decision to hold the Biden administration and the Democrats accountable for the fact that they think they're more important than we are that they think that this fentanyl crisis is not something to worry about, not even worth closing the border for. It's time that in November people vote, whether it's school board or Congress or DA or judge, whatever it is, get out there and vote. Vote to protect yourself. It's not about, it's not even about party anymore. Look at the person and say, who is going to protect me? Who's going to watch out for my children? Who's going to watch out for my safety? Who's going to watch out for my budget, my taxes? Who just talks the talk and doesn't walk the walk? Who is the individual who says, oh yeah, we're going to make criminals accountable, but allows them out with no bail. And in the end, they are able to go out and commit crime again. That's not what we need in this country. What we need in this country is accountability. We need law and order. We need justice. We need consequences. We need to be able to live our lives in freedom. 
without someone putting their their knee on a neck and basically saying to us, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. This is America. It's the land of the free and the home of the brave. We fought for it. Our parents and grandparents fought for it. It's who we are. It's in our DNA. And it's about time this government either respects us and respects our safety and our well-being, or it's time to get them the hell out. I can't believe we're out of time already. Make sure that you join us right back here next week, same time, same place, for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. God bless America.